Murder Gang. For those of you that don't know, my name is Janine, and this is my podcast, Mass Murder Talk. Before we get started with anything, I have an announcement. So if you've listened to my podcast before, you know that my husband, Tony, has been a co-host on several of my episodes. Well, now he is the permanent co-host for Mass Murder Talk. Hi, Tony. Hello, everybody. What's up, Mass Murder Gang? I think I finally converted him into true crime. He hated it at first. I still do. I just like talking about it. So on this podcast, we talk about stories dealing with mass shootings, dealing with mental illness, and or the family angle. Let me preface by saying we are in no way mental health specialists, therapists, psychologists, or psychiatrists in any way. We just tell the stories with the information we have, and we talk about it to the best of our ability. And at the end, I always ask, so what do y'all think? And then we will give our opinion. So if we have any new listeners, welcome. And a big what's up to all the ones that have been rocking with me since the beginning. We put the details of the Christmas contest giveaway on Twitter. By the way, follow me on Twitter and retweet when I post a new episode. I'm trying to get my name out there more, and that'll really help. You can at me at Mass Murder Talk, all one word, capital M, capital M, capital T. For those of you that are not on Twitter or Twitter savvy like I'm not, I also put a link on my Mass Murder Talk Facebook page. So, Tony, anything you want to say about the contest before we get started? Uh, so, on Twitter, if you retweet with the at MMT giveaway, um, that'll help enter you into the contest. There's also ways to enter on Facebook. Um, so just hit up on, hit us up on all the social media platforms, and uh, we'll see you there. All right. So for this episode, we're going to do something a little different. If you like it, please let me know so we can continue with this style. So with all of that out of the way, let's start the episode. This episode is about David Ray Conley III. On August 8, 2015, in Harris County, Texas, David Ray Conley III broke into his former home and held his former girlfriend, Valerie Jackson, and her husband, Dwayne Jackson Sr., and their six children, including his own son, hostage. Over nine hours, he shot and killed the entire family and then engaged in a shootout with the police before he surrendered. So, according to what I found out, Conley arrived at the house around 10.30 in the morning. The Jacksons had changed the lock, and Conley got in through an unlocked window. So, he, he lived at this house with the girlfriend before they broke up, right? Yes. All right. So, and then there was an unlocked window, so he probably knew that they usually left that window unlocked. I don't know if he knew that they left it unlocked, but he was probably familiar yeah. with with the he, house and, with yeah. the house since he lived there yeah. so i'm guessing you know he kind of knew like hey i can get in through this window right here he confronted valerie and her husband and the six kids with a nine millimeter handgun he forced them into the master bedroom and tied up the mother over the course of nine hours conley shot valerie's husband and the children in the back of the head while valerie was forced to witness everything she was the last one to be shot. Now, here's the crazy part. The police were sent to the house several times to perform welfare checks. 
The first occurrence was at 1042. They were notified by Valerie's mother because I'm assuming that Valerie's mother knew that Conley was kind of had some things going on. And maybe she had been trying to get in touch with her daughter all day and she wasn't responding. I'm not really sure. She just alerted the police and told the police that she wanted them to do a welfare check at the house. So the police knocked at the door and they checked the house, but got no response. So what do you think? Do you think they should have? Well, so um, I'm not being a police officer. I, I don't think nope. I am not either. Yeah, I, I know what I've been told from working with them. Um, and a welfare check's one of those things where you show up, you try to see if anybody's home. They look around, they see if they can find anything wrong. If they can't see or hear anything, they don't have any right to go into the house without a search warrant. So that's, that's one of those things where their hands are kind of tied. Um, and if he was able to get them in a room away from the windows in the middle of the house where the officers weren't going to hear much. And especially if they, they usually knock really loud. So he probably told them all to shut up and wait for them to leave. That's assuming that they were even still alive. True. At that point. True. And here's another thing. So no one in the neighborhood heard the shots. I mean, there's silencers that be inside the house you'll still hear it but outside it just sounds like a a, a small little crack <laughs> so if he had a silencer or a suppressor depending on how you want to use the word um that it's not movie quiet but it, it can still make it pretty quiet all right so after that they went back twice in the afternoon after being alerted by valerie's sibling but they didn't get any responses then either so around 6 p.m., while they performed their fourth welfare check, the officers obtained information that there was a man inside and that he had a warrant. So at this point, they start circling the perimeter and see a dead body from a window. So they start to force their way into the home around 8 o'clock. Conley starts to shoot at him. <laughs> great. That's just a great idea. Shoot the cops. Well, you know... Uh, if you're already in a messed up mental state and maybe he was feeling, I don't know, I can't speak to how he was feeling. Maybe he was feeling suicide by cop. Who knows? Uh, just, just, uh, maybe he just felt like I don't want to go to prison. That's yeah, true. Sure. You know, I, I want to kill all these people, but I don't want to go to prison in the process. I Like I said, I can't speak to what he was as to what he was thinking in that moment. So after he starts shooting at the police, the police retreat and wait for backup and Conley surrendered an hour later. So six children and two adults were killed, all of them from gunshot wounds to the head. Nathaniel Jackson was the child he fathered with Valerie, which was one of the slain children. I think he was only 13. I just don't understand. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm over here mumbling to myself because as soon as you read that, I'm just like, six kids. You killed six kids because of what? You stupid motherfucker. Like, I, oh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not really, 
I didn't quite understand, but, you know, I read a few things that said that he wasn't happy with the way his son was being raised and, you know, it, it just Yeah, but just because you have a problem with the way your son's being raised doesn't mean you go in and kill a whole fucking family just because your stupid ass can't think of, oh, take him to court. And, well, granted, I looked up his criminal record. That well, yeah, we're gonna get to that. That, too. Was, that was a fucking. That's this dude's. This dude's a fucking piece of work. Let me tell y'all. Let me yeah. tell y'all. This dude that shouldn't have made it this far, but sometimes the justice system just fucking fails, right? Yeah. I and, will. and and this is one of those times where I wish we could just take people out back and just fucking pop them in the back of the head. <laughs> So on April, or I'm sorry, on August 17th, 2015, a service was held for the victims and approximately 200 people attended. So prior to the shooting, as my husband was stating, uh, Conley did have an extensive criminal record dating back all the way back to 1988. He had been arrested for domestic violence, DUI, and drug possession. His most recent charge had been a, an assault on July 28th, where he allegedly, I have to say, allegedly, bashed Valerie Jackson's head against the refrigerator repeatedly. And that case was pending at the time of the shooting. So I don't know if that had something to do with what he was planning on doing. Maybe he thought that if he got rid of her, there wasn't going to be a trial. I'm not really sure what this man's thought process was, but I've seen videos of this man, and I've seen pictures of this man, and I can tell you this motherfucker looks like he is nuttier than a fruitcake. But we'll get to that also. So according to Valerie's brother, Conley suffered from bipolar disorder. Now, let me tell y'all something. I have a daughter that is bipolar. She is depressive bipolar. She has never once said to me, I want to go kill a whole fucking family, including six kids. She has never said that to me. So I can't really speak to everybody's bipolar diagnosis, but I just can't. I don't know. This one I'm having a really hard time with. I think it's the six kids. So that one is really messing with my my mental at the moment. But at the time of the shooting, Conley had an estranged wife whom he was also abusive towards. And according to his criminal history, Conley had a history of faking his mental illness to get out of legal trouble. That sounds like a shit bag to me. Well, I don't really, like I said. It, it, it sounds like a massive piece of shit human being to me that's just stealing up. Well, I'm pretty sure you're not the only one who felt that way or still feels that way. Uh, so Conley didn't appear in court, but he was charged with three counts of capital murder. And of course, his bond was denied. The prosecutors announced that they were going to seek the death penalty. In February of 2016, Conley's lawyers said that they would seek the mental health defense. Now, going back to 
he right. has been faking mental illness to get out of legal trouble. And the prosecutors, they somehow they said, you know what? Fuck it. We think he's mentally ill. We're going to drop the death penalty sentence and, you know, we're just going to go for life without the possibility of parole. And that's what he was sentenced to. Oh, so he gets to steal taxpayer money and oxygen. Fucking wonderful. Well, like I said, I don't work for the justice system. There's nothing that I can do. I'm not saying that it's fair by any means, but, you know, that's just the way the justice system works. There are people that have killed people that are walking around. So, you know, it just all depends. So during a jailhouse interview, Conley claimed that he was fed up with the way that Valerie and Dwayne Jackson were raising his son and their children, who he claimed to have helped raise. He claimed the entire family was being disrespectful towards him. Allegedly, Conley began preparations for the shooting sometime after he noticed the children's behavioral problems. He used the guns purchased in the shootings, three magazines of ammunition, and six handcuffs. At some point, Conley requested a visit by New Black Panther Party leader Quanell X, which was granted. During the meeting, he reportedly confessed to Quanell X and shared details of the shooting to him. Allegedly, Quanell X became disgusted and cut the meeting short in anger, which I can totally understand because I'm trying to figure out what is the purpose of him wanting to meet with him? Did he think that he was going to be on his side? Did he think that he was going to confess and then the Black Panther leader be like, oh, we're going to find a way to get you out of here? Or maybe he was just like, fuck it. I want to tell my story to somebody and he figured that would be the best person to. I don't know. Like, obviously, this dude has some sort of mental health issues, but... But does he really? Well, that, <laughs> that's the yeah, question. That's does he really? That's true. Or did... I, because I'm looking at it like this. Maybe that was a part of the, the ooh, I'm going to play crazy and tell this dude, and that'll help my case in the future. Right, because I'm looking at it like this. He had enough sense to plan all this stuff. Yeah. He had enough sense to know to buy the gun. He had enough sense to know he needed the handcuffs. He had enough sense to know how to get into the house. Okay, and that's another thing. Who, who goes and buys six pairs of handcuffs? Like, no, nobody. Nobody buys six pairs of handcuffs. Usually you just go to the hardware store and get some rope. <laughs> I don't know. I what? guess he was trying to make sure that they weren't able to get away. Oh. That, that's that, that is a weird detail, and you know me, detail-oriented. Why would you buy six pairs of handcuffs? I get the ammunition, I get the three bags, the handgun, cool. It's it, that 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 handcuffs is, is weird to me. I don't know. And also, I read somewhere where he was saying that he believed that his son was becoming a quote-unquote monster by the way he was being raised. And I read somewhere, something else somewhere where it said that not only did Conley abuse the kids, Dwayne Jackson had abused the kids as well. So- Okay, I don't feel so bad right now. So I don't know if it was like a, 
pattern for her that she just was into. Or... Getting, getting, finding a bad boy. and Yeah. I don't think it was a bad boy. Maybe he presented himself a certain way. A certain yeah. way because when you first meet somebody, you know, they're not going to address you like, yeah, I beat the fuck out of women. Yeah, true. You know, you have to get to know somebody for a little bit before you start seeing the real person come out. Well, like I said, I am definitely not an advocate for hitting on anybody. So, ooh. As you know, neither am I. I can't stand that. That just, that is, don't, don't do it, folks. Just don't do it. So, it was a lot. It was a whole lot. So, what do you Sorry, y'all. So, as most of y'all know, we, we do have a puppy now. And um, so you might hear some chewing and lip smacking, and that's not us. That's the dog. So, and he, he's, he's up here in the studio with us just doing some goofy stuff. Sorry. So, what do y'all think? Do you think that he had, that he really had some mental things going on? Do you think the police could have done more? I mean, I understand that not being able to do anything until you found out that there was a warrant, somebody with a warrant in the house. But if you have somebody repeatedly calling you and saying, hey, I want you to go check on my daughter or, hey, I need you to go check on my sister. I would think that, you know, knocking a couple of times and not hearing anything. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I think differently. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, because I mean, the they're only allowed to, to knock and look around the perimeter, see if they can find probable cause or reasonable suspicion. If they can't get any of that just by knocking and walking around, then their hands are really tied. Because, you know, like illegal search and seizure, it, that doesn't go well for them in court. <laughs> well, I don't think at that point it kind of would have mattered because by then everybody was he had shot everybody at that point. Oh, but his defense attorneys would have been like, oh, well, it was illegal for them to come in and da 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 And everything that the cops would have found after they got in would have been... Well, wait a minute. How was it illegal for them to come in? That motherfucker wasn't even supposed to be there. The, true. <laughs> true. I, 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 look, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not a professional fucking attorney or nothing. I'm just saying that that's, that's the way it probably would have went. Even though it probably wouldn't have worked, they would have tried it. And if it would have worked, all of the everything after they went in would have gotten thrown out, and then they would have had to try and rework the whole case from a different angle. So, so do y'all think any of this could have been avoided? So, my opinion, yes, he most definitely has some mental things going on, but at the same time, he was definitely lucid because again you don't plan this stuff out if you have mental things going on you already have this set in your mind as to what it is you're going to do and i mean how could you look at your own son and do that how could you just look at your 13 year old son and just shoot him in the back of the head 
How could you look at anybody? Uh, right, or any anybody, especially a child. Yeah, and just be like, ah, it's not lights out. Like, that's, that's not right. And I go, my opinion, I think, I think he has some mental issues going on, but I don't think it's, it's bipolar or anything like that. I think it's something else, but I don't know. Like I said, I am not a therapist by any means, but I've never known bipolar to make someone do that. It's maybe some other issues going on. But I also think that he definitely used his mental health status as a way to avoid the death penalty. So, again, that was a lot, y'all. Tony, anything you want to say about the contest or anything? Any last thoughts at all? Nothing I can think of. Okay, well, I will be announcing the winner of the contest on, I think I put it on Facebook, I think it's December 12th, I think, something like that. So, hopefully, I'll get some entries and whoever wins, wins. So, good luck, y'all. So, as always, I thank y'all for listening, and I will talk to y'all in the next one. Deuces. Deuces.